It's good to be in the house of the Lord today. And I hope, I hope you're just as thrilled and excited to be here to worship God today. When you stop and consider what God has done for you this past week. Well, you know what? We don't even have to go back over the whole week. Look at what he did over the night. Protected us from dangers. Some we will never know about. And he protected us and touched us with his loving hand this morning. And allowed us to see another day of his creation that many had planned on seeing today. Many had hopes on seeing today. But God had other plans. But yet he has chosen to allow us to be a part of this beautiful, beautiful day. And you know, there are some who are awake today and they don't even know they're here. So he gave us a sound mind to even realize and know that we're here. So we should be thankful. I, I understand, you know, it's. It's hard some Sunday morning, especially when it's cold outside. <laughs> Seem like the best sleep kicks in when it's time to get up. Yes, that ain't nothing but the devil, folks. That's nothing but the devil. You got to give God what he's deserving of. Amen. And I just hope and pray. Now that you're here, I always say God has done the hardest work of the day. Amen. He woke us up. Amen. And believe it or not, the rest is easy. Good to see Jennifer. Glad to see you recovered and doing well and back out with us. So we're going to continue to pray that you'll continue to hang in there. So good to see you. There are others we need to keep in prayer. Sister Virgia Barnes. Keep her in prayer. She uh, indicated she wasn't going to be able to be here today because of uh, some tracing contacts. She's uh, isolating herself just for precaution reasons and hey i i think folks when they care enough (laughs) to stay away and and i appreciate that so just keep her in prayer she said i think she said she had seven or eight family members to test positive Mm -hmm. but she said they're doing well but uh and she says she's not showing any signs or anything but she had been in contact with them But let's just pray that they all do well and uh, bounce back from this. I still I tell people all the time, God is just trying to get our attention. He's just trying to get our attention to let us know he's still God. And if we want to please him, we need to acknowledge him. But it's sad that man and his stubborn ways. He don't want to acknowledge God. Man still believe that it's within him that he can live his own life and carry his own weight and do what he wants to do. But the Bible says not within man to direct his own steps. So don't be surprised in 2021. We just continue right along the same path or it gets worse. And like the song said, this world is not our home. Amen. So don't, don't get all depressed and, and bombed out. Man, we should be looking forward to going to glory. Amen. 
That's, that's our goal as Christians. We should be looking forward to going to glory one day. Amen? Amen. Let me direct your attention this morning to Genesis chapter 6. Genesis chapter 6. That's where our lesson text will be taken from this morning. The question at hand this morning is, what was it like in the days of Noah? What was it like in the days of Noah? Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. You ever stopped and thought about that? Jesus said, as it was. Jesus said, it's going to be the same way when I return. So the question I propose to you this morning is, what was it like in the days of Noah? The biblical account of Noah begins in Genesis 6. Approximately somewhere around 1600 years had passed since the creation of Adam and Eve. Genesis 1, 26 and 27. As the earth's population exploded in numbers, it also exploded with evil. Long forgotten was the righteous sacrifice of Abel in Genesis 4 and 4. As the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continuously. Genesis 6 and 5. Verses 11 and 12 also says, Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight, and the earth was filled with violence. I'm trying to to help you this morning. The question is, what was it like in the days of Noah? And Jesus said, as it was, so shall it be. And God sold the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. However, Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. That's what the Bible says in verse 8. Noah found favor. Folks, can I pause right there just for a moment? I don't care how much wickedness and how much evil is going on around you. It does not justify us to do wrong. Noah was surrounded by wickedness. That's what the Bible says. And amongst all of the evil and the wickedness that was going on in the land, the Bible says Noah found favor. He didn't find favor by participating in doing what everybody else was doing. He found favor by living righteous. So don't, 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 don't try to sell me, don't try to sell me that baloney about, well, everybody else, that doesn't work, folks. That's right. That's right. I don't care what everybody else is doing. You can stand and do what's right. Amen. You can stand and do what's right. Amen? Amen. When Jesus described the events that will surround his second coming, he said, Just as it was in the days of Noah, so will it be in the days of the Son of Man. They were eating and drinking and marrying and being given in marriage until the day when Noah entered the ark. Mm -hmm. 
And the flood came and destroyed them all. Luke 17, 26 and 27. People were doing what they wanted to do. People were enjoying life. People were celebrating, having a great time. And you know who wasn't on their mind? God wasn't on their mind. God was not on their mind. Jesus was pointing out that although the people of Noah's day were totally depraved, they were not the least bit concerned about it. They were carrying on the events of their lives without a single thought of the judgment of God that was coming. Noah is described as a preacher of righteousness. Second Peter 2 and 5. Meaning he had spent years warning, 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 and warning his friends and neighbors and those that would pay attention long enough to listen what the holy God was about to do. But the problem was no one listened. Why not? Because they were eating, drinking, and having a good time. They were enjoying and satisfying their flesh. The depravity and ungodly lifestyles of the entire world at that time were enough to cause the Lord, listen to this, to regret that he had made man. Genesis 6 and 6. Think about that for a moment. We're talking about God. We're talking about God to even entertain the thought to say, I should have never made these jokers. I should have never made man. That's God saying that. Afterwards, when the sons of God came in to the daughters of men and they bore children to them. Let me tell you, the society back then was out of order. The world was out of order. The sons of God, the angels of God, you know what? They, they should not have had any affiliation with humans. But everything was out of balance. Everything was just out of order. And God said, hi, looking at this. He said, hi, watching this. They bore children to them as evil reproduced and overtook the world. The most merciful act God could perform was to start over. The world was out of order. You think that mess last week in D.C. was crazy? That's no comparison. We're talking about when I say out of order, we need to understand when I say out of order. Go back. It said every imagination of man was evil, was wicked. There was nothing wholesome on the minds of people Back then. So King, what what goes along with wickedness and evil? Anything goes. 
Think about it for a moment, folks. If every imagination, the, the word of God is true, folks. Amen. So God looked down and looked into the hearts of people and he said, there's nothing good in it. And the only thing God could, the only conclusion he could come to us, I just need to start over. And he commanded, as you know the story goes, he commanded Noah to build his ark. And it goes on that only eight souls entered that ark. But what happened to all the rest? They perish. It is interesting that God allowed Noah nearly 120 plus years to complete the building of the ark. And through all that time, God patiently waited. Notice this, folks. While Noah was building, he was preaching. While he was preaching, he was building. But the problem was nobody cared. Amen. Why? Because they were eating. Yeah. They were drinking. They were marrying and being given in marriage. Yeah. Yeah. They were satisfying themselves. And folks, when we say they were eating and drinking and marrying, giving in marriage, it was a whole lot of other corrupt stuff going on. Right now. Remember, their imagination, the hearts of men were Continuously evil. Scripture seemed to imply that Noah preached to the people of that time about what was coming. Mm -hmm. He warned them. Hebrews 11 and 7. They did not believe Noah and were content with their wickedness and idolatry. Mm -hmm. Their hearts were hard and their ears dull. No one repented and no one cared to seek God. Jesus said that the world will be much the same before he returns. Did you hear that? Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be. Same way when he returns. He warned us to be ready. Because the son of man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Second Timothy three, one through four gives us a clear picture of the state of the world before Jesus comes. And most likely also describes a world in the days of Noah. Uh That verse says, but mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves. Lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than the lovers of God. Does that sound familiar? Does that sound familiar? It is becoming increasingly obvious that 
to understand what the world was like in the days of Noah, we only need to watch the evening news today. So there's no time to become complacent. There's no time to think that, oh, that's just how people are and, you know, I have time. You don't have time. Because death can knock at your door when you least expect it. And remember what happened back in the days of Noah. Only eight souls entered that ark. So does God mean what he say when he says, when he speak? And I want you to just stop and think about it, folks. Look at how patient God was. Look at how patient God was. Throughout all of those years it took Noah to build that ark, he said, preach to them. Tell them. Tell them. Tell them. And even if they didn't want to listen to him, they observed the way he lived. So what are you saying, Brother May? I'm saying that even we don't have to go out, and, but we should say something. But even if we can't say anything, the way we live should speak for us. Let me read that list again. There will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves. Man, isn't that what's going on in our world today? Everybody is out to take care of number one. Right? People will be lovers of themselves. Lovers of money. Lovers of money. Nothing wrong. God never said anything was wrong with money. But he said, but for the love of it. It's the root of all evil. And we see in our world today, people love money. And money makes people do foolish things. Yes, Yes, it does. Yes, Yes, it does. People will be boastful, proud, abusive, abusive. Man, that covers such a range. Because see, sometimes when people have money, they become abusive. Because they think, I have money. And I, I have the right to talk to you and mistreat you and everything. But guess what? Some people are abusive and they broke, they broke, they so broke they can't pay attention. Disobedient to parents. Yeah. So you know what? See, that, that, that brings in even the children. Yeah. Even the children are corrupt. Yeah. Why? Because everything they've seen in their parents mm-hmm. and other grown-ups is corrupt. Yeah. So how do you expect to develop righteousness out of corruptness? Children disobedient to their parents. Do we see that today? Well, not only do we see disobedience, we see children murdering their parents. Parents took a video game from a child. The child decided, I'm going to kill you. 
Parents tell a child, you need to be home by a certain time. And the parent decides, I'm going to take discipline against you. The child killed the parents. Ungrateful. Ungrateful. Man, man, man. If there should ever be a group of people who should be showing their gratefulness unto God, it should be us. All people should, but we know all people aren't. But since we know the truth, right? And we make up the body, we should be examples to demonstrate gratefulness and not complaining. People living unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, just doing anything. Without self-control. Romans 1. People become unnatural in their thinking. And it's become such a it's become such an issue now in our society that even folks in the church have become dull in their sensitivity about homosexuality. Because you've allowed the TV to dull your senses. You've allowed the music and the videos that you watch. Hey, everybody do it. The commercials that come on now, they they, they slide it in there. And you know what? You see it so much until guess what? It doesn't bother you anymore. Well, it should always bother a Christian. Yes, there should never be a point in a Christian's life where that should be said that is okay. Right. And folks, I understand. I understand. Sometimes your child or, or somebody in your family may decide they want to go that way. That doesn't change the word of God. It doesn't change the word of God. And you have to make it up in your mind. Whose side are you going to stand on? Folks get mad and turn on the church. And turn on the preacher. When the preacher brings it up and talk about it. It's in the word of God. And the Bible said that's unnatural. It's unnatural for a woman to desire to lay with another woman. It's unnatural for a man to want to lie with another man. How long has this been going on? Go back to Leviticus. God God never would have had to give the order thou shalt not if it wasn't in the heart of man. People having sex with animals. Bestiality. We, We try to give things these these. These descriptive titles and words and bestiality. No, sex with animals. So, brother, uh, uh, of what? Go back to Leviticus. Why would God say, Thou shalt not? Why would He say it? Because it was in the heart of man. What do we see today? Huh? What do we see today? Not only are we seeing people from time to time, you'll see on the news where a man got arrested. It just happened last week. 
man got arrested because he raped his neighbor's dog. Now you said, that's sick. Well, folks, it ain't nothing new under the sun. It's nothing new under the sun that's going on. See, when you turn from God, yes. you'll do anything. Yes, sir. You will do anything. It says without self-control, brutal. Yeah. In other words, no compassion. No, you don't even think about what you're doing. Mm. Not lovers of the good. Treacherous. Mm. Rash. Conceited. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. These are the signs when Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah. Mm -hmm. So shall it be in the days before the coming of the Son of Man. And folks, we're seeing it every day. But keep in mind. No one back in the days of Noah escaped their sins. Everybody outside of the ark perished. Well, what's going to happen today when Jesus returns? Oh, it's simple. They're going to burn. Back in the days of Noah, they drowned. Everything that had breath perish yeah. in the flood. Yeah. But there won't be another flood. That's right. That was God's promise. Yes. There won't be another flood. That's right. But there will be a fire. Yes, sir. There shall be a fire. Yeah. And it's going to burn, folks. Yeah. When you stop and think, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. Yeah. When Paul says, for those of you that are troubled, mm-hmm. rest with us. For the day is coming, folks, when Jesus is going to return with his angels in flaming fire. Taking vengeance upon them that know not God and obey not the gospel. And who shall be forever punished from the presence of the Lord? Who shall be forever punished from the presence of the Lord? Who shall be punished? Forever from the presence of the Lord. That can only mean one thing, folks. Hell. Hell. How long is forever? Forever. So in other words, there is no possibility... Of their condition to ever change. So just as it was in the days of Noah. Men and women. Guess what? They're going to have to answer. To what they've done in this body. Yes, sir. Second Corinthians 5 and 10. The Bible says for we all. Must give an account to the things that we've done. In this body. Whether it be good or evil, we're going to give an account to the thing we've done in this life, folks. We're going to answer. 
And guess what? God is sitting high right now, just as he was in the days of Noah, patiently waiting, patiently waiting. Second Peter chapter three, the Bible said the Lord is long suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish. But he says, you know what? A day is coming. A day is coming. What is earth is going to be destroyed. It's going to burn up. Now, fervent heat and the elements, the atmosphere above is going to burn up. You know, man has gotten so slick within himself. He he, he, he has built a space station. See, some of y'all might not know this, but one, one, one scientist astronaut, he admitted it. They asked, what is the meaning and the purpose of, of building the space station? Now, this man disappeared after he said that. I'm serious. He said, because man believes the earth is going to be destroyed one day. And man is building a space station to preserve life in space that life can continue on. That's foolishness. Read 2 Peter 3. It tells you not only is this earth going to be destroyed and burned up. But the elements there. The atmosphere above. So I don't care how far you up in heaven. It's going to burn. It's going to burn. But man. See this is what happens when you lean to your own understanding. This is when you caught up in yourself. This is when you refuse to acknowledge God as having supreme and superior uh, knowledge over you. You think you're smart. But the heavens up there are going to burn too. So where will there be to go to escape? There, There will only be one escape route, folks. There will only be one escape route. Escape route. That's heaven. That's heaven. Well, how how will you be able to get to heaven? Jesus will come back for you. Jesus will come back for you. The dead in Christ shall rise first. And we that remain shall be caught up with him. Where? In the clouds. And there forever we Shall be. There will only be one escape route. And that one escape route is the church, folks. That's why it's incumbent upon us to continue to encourage people. There's only one body. There's only one way to be saved, folks. That's through the church. That's That's through Christ's church. But you know, people don't want to hear it. People don't want to hear it because they're lovers of themselves. They feel their money can buy them. They feel other things in life is okay for them. But the word of God says, you've got to be in Christ. Galatians 3, 27, for as many of you who were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. That's how you get into the church. You can't be separated. There is no separation between Christ and the church. The Bible says he's coming back for his church. 
for one without spot yes, a blemish. That's the only escape route. That's, that's the ark of today. Man. The church. Man. But people don't want to hear it. Because you know what? People want to keep eating, drinking, marrying, and being given in marriage. They want to do their thing. Yeah. People want to enjoy homosexuality. Mm-hmm. People want to enjoy just living the way they want to live. People don't want to get married anymore. They want to lay up with each other and just enjoy the, the, the fruit of sin. They want to go the, the, the route they want to go. They don't want to be committed. They don't want to live up to the standard that God has left for men and women to live up to. But a day is coming. And folks, it's not far off. It's not far off. It is not far. Brother May, you read in the Bible, they, they've been saying we're living in the last day. How many hundreds of years they've been saying that? Okay. Now, yeah, they've been saying that for a long time. Now, let me ask you this. How many people have died since they've been saying that? See, your last day might be today. Your last day might be tomorrow. And guess what? The Bible didn't lie, did it? So you are living in the last days. And once you close your eyes, that's it, folks. There's no makeup exam. There's nothing you're going to be able to do to make any corrections. When Noah and his family entered into that ark, God said, I'll close the door. I will close the door. Isn't that ironic? And, and you know what I love about that? God had compassion on Noah. He didn't allow Noah to have to be stressed out because, folks, this is just me saying, I'm sure he heard some hollering and crying. And that's why when God closed the door, no man could open it. And one day, one day, one day the doors of the church are going to close. One day the the doors of the church are going to close. And people are going to cry. People are going to scream. People are going to be upset. People are going to wail. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's what the Bible says. But God is so merciful and loving. You know what? He said, I'm not going to leave my children down here to be among that. We're gone. We're gone. And whatever is left behind, those who chose not to be members of Christ's church. Those who chose not to live faithful in Christ's church. They're going to be left behind. And they're going to burn. That second death. The lake of fire. And they're going to burn. And burn. And burn. And burn. And burn. So back to the question. What was it like in the days of Noah? It was crazy. It was crazy. Now that we have some idea of how crazy it was, 
look around. We're already there. We're already there. So what can we as Christians do? Hey, be steadfast. Unmovable. Always abound in the work of the Lord. And in the end, you'll know that your labor was not in vain. Folks, the word of God is true. The question is, do you believe it? Do you believe it? God is going to do what he said he's going to do. Don't get all panicked and all upset about what you see in the world. The word of God has told you as it was in the days of Noah. Your surrounding, your circumstances will be no excuse for you to miss heaven. Lot was vexed. He was surrounded by sin. But guess what? He lived unto God. Even when his wife disobeyed. Folks, it's just a matter of you making up your mind. If if your spouse don't want to go to heaven, let them go wherever they want to go. If your children don't want to go to heaven, let them go wherever they want to go. But save yourself. Isn't that what Peter said in Acts 2? Save yourself from this untoward generation. Because children are not going to always do what they're supposed to do. We just read it. Spouses not going to always fear God and love God. We just read it. But save yourself. Folks, that's why it's so important for us to Work together. To be together. To encourage one another. To help one another. Folks, there's a real adversary out there. And he's seeking whom he may devour. You've heard the word of God. The question is, what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do about it? Are you going to make a commitment to do better? Are you going to leave out of here today better than you arrived? You should have that desire. You should have a change of heart to say, you know, I got some things I need to change in my life. And maybe you're here today. I don't know. Maybe you're here today and you haven't been baptized for the remission of your sin. Today would be a great day to get it done. Because outside of baptism, you cannot be saved. There's only one way to get in Christ. That's through baptism. The one baptism, not just any baptism. You can't transfer some baptism from a denomination into Christ's church. You can't transfer some counterfeit teaching into the truth. You have to obey the truth. For your baptism to be validated by God. So what's your decision today? That's on you. And God knows your situation. What's our song? 598 598 is our invitation song. 
This song is to encourage you. To encourage you to give your life to Christ or to encourage you to repent and be restored back into the fellowship. Because outside of Christ, there is no hope. Let us together stand and let us sing.